have great new fresh produce products, but what if grocery employees aren't actually carrying out the plan to showcase it at the store level? It happens a lot. 44% of supermarket retailers' sales promotions are being executed accurately, says a food retailer merchandising and sales expert. And these are numbers pulled from 2019, before the labor issues of the last few years. The top stores were BJ's at 82% and Meyer at 80%. And the lowest scoring stores were Family Dollar at 23% and Stater Brothers at 25%. Hey, I'm Amy Souter, your host for the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. This episode is with Matt King, founder of Simplified Trade, a survey-based web and mobile app for users to gather and share retail information among suppliers, brokers, and retailers in real time with complete transparency. Before we dive in, don't forget the next contest of PMG's Produce Artist Award Series, that's Produce Artist Award Series, is coming up fast. And it's all about spring and early summer merchandising displays. The entry deadline is June 9th. Send us six to 10 photos of your current store produce displays along with your name, job title, company, and location to artists at producemarketguide.com. This contest categories include best produce manager, best produce merchandiser or specialist, mangoes, Vidalia onions, berries, melons, and sweet corn. But back to Matt and this produce promotion issue. Let's join the conversation. Hi, this is Amy Souter, the editor of PMG Magazine and Retail and Education at The Packer. And we have with us today Matt King, the founder of Simplified Trade, started about five years ago in Redondo, California. Welcome, Matt. Thank you. Welcome, Amy. <laughs> so first, how about you just tell us a little bit about, um, I want to go into your a little bit of your background and how, what led you to this, but but how about just a basic uh, description of what Simplified Trade is? Okay, sounds great. Sounds great. So Simplified Trade at its core, it's a merchandising application that allows uh, suppliers to get unbiased, real-time, store-level merchandising visibility. It allows retailers, brokers, suppliers to be able to collect, aggregate, and share real-time data and photos, not only within their company, but within their entire business network. And the really cool thing about this is that this allows for real-time collaboration, which in my opinion is a game changer. It allows you to be able to target issues and opportunities and effect change at store level as it happens and be able to drive sales instead of, in my past, finding out about, oh, the display wasn't up or I didn't hit that price point when I got my Nielsen report at the end of the month when I couldn't do anything about it. So the impetus was simplified trade. 
Yeah, I, I remember meeting when we met at, was it Sustainable Produce Summit or West Coast Produce Expo? One of the two, Coley, you know, side by side at in uh, uh, Palm Desert, California, earlier in May. Um, you, when you were explaining this company or the concept, the service and the app, um, uh, telling about, it was shocking to me. It won't be to retailers, I guess, but uh, it was shocking that that uh, some store locations, I mean, they have directions to put up certain promotional displays. And so you have a new item, you know, maybe a new bagged avocado or something. Um, and And there's directions from the higher up, you know, all the stores need to put this up front and this signage and whatever um so there's times where some stores actually don't or <laughs> and yeah. and sales are like significantly lower and they don't know why it, that- it, exactly if you're not in the industry it's it's kind of a hard thing to to picture um i'm going to try to share my screen with you really really quickly amy and yeah. uh, kind of give you some crazy crazy numbers here um this is to me when i first heard these numbers i knew that it was bad but i didn't know that nationally 44 percent of retail locations and that's as you can see i don't know if you can see here or not but these are all grocery stores execute plans accurately 44 percent so over half the time, they aren't doing what was planned at corporate, whether it be uh, wrong placement, um, wrong price, um, wrong product. Um, you know, it could be a myriad of, of, of different issues, but that's mind blowing. Yeah. And I see some of the, let's highlight some of the winners, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the the retailers that are executing uh, the closest or the best, um, just to be positive. I don't know. Oh, okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, um, Meyer, and, and just, and just to give you some context behind this data too. So this data is a little bit dated. It's back in 2019. So this is before the pandemic. So my okay. Guess is, is that these numbers are even worse. But back oh yeah, because there wasn't a labor shortage then. Yeah, yeah. So Meyer um, was able to get up at eighty percent. BJ's eighty-two percent. Um, and so four out of five. That's kind of like best in class. Um, drugs. H-E-B. H-E-B is pretty good at seventy-six, or in con- you know relatively com- in this list. <laughs> But exactly. general, I'm kind of, you know, surprised 75%. And yeah. the last one, I want to, we're also doing this for our podcast. So some people won't be seeing oh, this. Okay. So I want to okay. say some of this out loud. Um, what, okay. A-hole, yeah. 69%, and then it just keeps going down. Yeah. Whereas large retailers like Safeway, which is now combined in with Albertsons and Kroger are about at at 50-50. And it gets really hard for these large chains that have thousands of stores to be able to 
uh, ensure consistent execution out there. Yeah. And if, and if we take a step back and think about it, it makes sense because these stores are getting hit with a bunch of different things. They've got a million different priorities that they're being tasked with from corporate headquarters and their everyday operations. And then someone throws a wrinkle at them. Someone throws a fire drill at them. And are they executing the way that the corporate thought them, you know, thought that they were going to execute? That's going to be, that's going to be hard if these guys are are running around constantly. It would be kind of like, I think about like myself, like when I go to the grocery store with a, with a shopping list. (laughs) And if I didn't have the list and I had people yelling at me to constantly do different things, customers interrupting me, is it a wonder that I don't get everything right? It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Even our daily to-do lists, if we didn't have a list, you just get lost in one task or one putting out fires and not do the main things that you planned on doing which sometimes you can actually do. <laughs> I've got my wife. She's the one that keeps me in line. <laughs> She's my simplified trade. She's like, hey, you got this done? Did you get this done? <laughs> nice. So, so what's next on this slideshow? Um, okay. So what simplified trade allows manufacturers to be able to do is manufacturers, suppliers, retailers to be able to do is to get that real-time visibility at store level. So it allows the the store employees, the retail teams to be able to see what are the focal points. And if there are issues or opportunities with those focal points, then that team is going to be able to, to be held accountable for them. And then you're going to start getting more consistent and accurate execution. And when you start getting more consistent and accurate execution, what happens? More sales. Exactly. Exactly. And then what happens when your sales go up? If you're a manufacturer and you're working with a retailer that starts executing better. Produce supplier working with a retailer. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Produce supplier. And in, in, in this case, they're going to invest more. And then when you invest more in like, a, say like, well, like avocados or whatever, if they've got the best displays and the best product and the best prices, that's going to drive more customers. You're going to get more turns and you get this incredibly great virtuous cycle. That's all started by transparency and accountability. And it's an, uh, yeah, you're going to, take us through how it works like step like an actual step by step i think you've i've seen uh illustrations of of a cell phone and an app and sure right? sure um oh but this was oh the previous thing was important about there was a problem i mean you have uh i wanted to talk a little bit about your career history i mean you've worked for a pepperidge farm and then safeway um so You've been in the food industry a while and there was some problem that you noticed. I mean, everything, every business or new idea starts because you see a problem or a gap in something, right? And you you have a solution. <laughs> you are you are correct. So just to give the audience a little background on yeah. my 
I've been in the CPG slash produce world for over 20 years now. I worked for Campbell Soup Company. I worked for Pepperidge Farm. I worked on the, the national team calling on, on Safeway. Uh, I worked with Del Monte. I managed their trade planning for their $1 billion, at the time, $1 billion fruit business. And then I switched over and I got another perspective on the broker side. And I worked for a large broker that many of you are familiar with, uh, which is called Advantage. And during all of my times, whether working for huge manufacturers or a huge broker, or even working for a small mom and pop broker, we always had the same problem. We couldn't get real-time feedback on what was happening on store level. Yes, we could get, you know, one-offs here or there, but usually what we found ourselves doing was looking at the IRI data, the Nielsen data, the EYC data, whatever it may be after a promotion had happened. And at that point there was nothing we could do about it. So um, I thought that there just had to be, I thought that there just had to be a better way. And during that during that time, is this is the Calby promotion mm -hmm. showing right now? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yes. During that during that time as a broker, um, one of my clients was Calby. And uh Calby is a produce a produce snack brand. It's a it's a snack snap pea. And we ran this big promotion at Safeway. And in just one of their districts, we got visible accountability. We got to see what, what the displays were, what they were doing. And then in all the other districts, we did not. And what happened was, as you can see on this slide here, the stores where there was accountability, where there was transparency, they got a 217% lift. Whereas the stores where we didn't know what was going on where we had no transparency which is status quo which is what's normal out there we only got 56 for the promotion yeah the promotion what's is I that mean, is 56 kind of average for a, a promotion increase that you know for of? A, a small level promotion like this this was a a normally $1.99 product that was being sold at, at three for five, 56% would actually be considered a decent lift. In fact, if you want to dive in even a little bit, a little bit deeper. Uh, <laughs> what's that? Always. <laughs> a really cool side effect of this added transparency was those divisions, those districts that uh, where there was no transparency, when they saw what the other stores were doing, their performance increased dramatically. In fact, before they saw the big displays and the execution that these stores that were being held accountable were doing, they were only doing 32%. Ah. It's like, aha, I now have, you know, authorization. I now have the ability to go above and beyond, do a little bit more, or I have no excuse to not be executing here. Um, 
And on the counter side to that, like as we dug into the numbers, even with this visibility, the stores where we couldn't see what was going on, an incredible, at least I thought it was incredible, 10% of Safeway's locations lost sales during this promo. They lost sales. Their sales went down. We had stores that were selling seven, eight hundred percent up, and then we had ten percent of stores that sold less, sold less dollars. They were the ones that couldn't see what other stores were doing, and no one was looking at what they were doing. Yeah, these this was a subset of the the stores where there was no transparency, and this and what I found is as we dug in and we've worked with more retailers, some stores just won't execute at all. They won't put up the new price tags or they'll put up the price tags, but they won't put up incremental products. So they just sell the same amount of product. They just sell it for less. And so. Why? It's work. You have to do. And that's, I mean, that's, that is a very good question. In fact, what you just called up there is why that is one of the, the big reasons why this application and getting this transparency is so important is why in those 10% of stores didn't execute. If we could just close that 10% gap, that would be a huge boost in sales. And if we the transparency of other ones as to why they did less, I mean, these sales could be going through the roof. I mean, it's that finding out of why that is so key to be able to iterate and improve our business. I mean, we don't doing this for a few weeks. Oh, uh, you, maybe you're going to be answering this for, further on. So if you are, we'll, we'll go in order. But um, through doing this a few years, you've heard, you've learned some of the whys already, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, it's different for every single, every yeah. single promotion, every single situation. If there is transparency, <laughs> then I can, then I can tell you why. But again, if it's not like I could say like, yes, why do 10% of the, why do 10% of the stores not execute? Well, you know what? We're short on labor. People are overworked, high turnover. Uh, quite frankly, they can get away with with not doing it. Yeah, and they have a million other priorities from which to do. Um, there are all kinds of reasons as to why people don't execute. But pulling back the curtain and being able to see what's going on and why a promotion or a program succeeds or fails is what allows us to improve. Right. Well, an average promotion lift of 217% in the one district that did have the accountability and transparency compared to an average promotional promotion lift of 56%. That's, that's you know, it's significant. <laughs> yeah this shows we're leaving a a few a few dollars on the a few dollars on the table yeah uh, what's next you asked a question a little bit earlier well 
how do we get this? How do we get this accountability? How do we get this um, real-time view of what's going on in the marketplace? Uh, Simplify Trade is a mobile application that can be easily downloaded on your on your team's mobile devices, your broker's mobile devices, your your retailers' mobile devices, so that when you have a question, you can it'll automatically get disseminated out to the the people that are responsible for executing. So they will be able to, if you want to find out to see how you've got a current promotion is working, you can send that out and it'll immediately show up on your broker's, your broker's phones. And you will start receiving information back. As soon as they see the survey, they'll just fill out the survey. All that information gets fed back immediate to you, immediately to you, where that information is aggregated, graphed, and then you can make an educated business decision based on that, that information that you're getting back from your retail team, your broker's retail team. If you happen to be linked up with your retailer, your retailer's retail team. But I mean, this is at the brokers aren't at each store, like at the store store level. I mean, this are the, the actual store employees, the people who work in the produce department, the produce managers, they're going to have this app on their phones. I mean, the ones building the displays and all that. So it goes, you know, it depends upon, uh, depends upon how it's rolled out. So if a, if a retailer has it, a retailer can put it in all of their store staff so that they can get a hundred percent feedback within, within minutes. Now, if you're a, if you're a manufacturer and you've got your own retail team and you got your, Supplier, yeah. What? If you're a produce supplier and produce supplier, sorry, <laughs> thank, thank you for correcting me, keeping me on track, Amy. Um, if you're a produce supplier and you've got your brokers out there in the in the stores, you aren't, of course, going to be able to get a hundred percent feedback. But what what you will see is you will get a great sampling, and you will get it immediately as to whether your price point has hit. Is your product on the, you know, if you're worried about your product being on shelf, is it regularly placed in the in the right location? Are you seeing your, your let's say like you got a display program, program going up. Are you seeing your displays being out there on the floor? Are they being executed correctly? And if you see that there are issues, you can address that, you know, address the rollout, you know, address the rollout immediately. Instead of oftentimes what happens as a supplier and you've got a program going on, you'll get feedback from your broker at the end of the month. If you're lucky. So these and brokers then, actually go to the stores, like a lot of stores regularly? Yep. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, that's one of the big services that the brokers can help produce suppliers with is not only their relationships with the retailer, but also ensuring that things are getting executed at store level. Okay. But 
like the store staff, a broker too has many clients. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, like I think about like my time as a broker, I would have like 20, 30 plus clients. And so mm -hmm. those retail guys are in the store supposed to be representing 20, 30 brands. And just like the stores are getting fire drills, they're getting, you know, talked to by the store staff, they're getting talked to um, by the account team and they're getting pulled in a, in a million, million different directions. So making sure that your supplier's interests are being uh, taken care of is extremely important that you don't get lost, that you don't get lost in the shuffle. And if you have this application with your, with it tying you in with your broker, you'll be able to make sure that the retail team is taking care of you and giving you back the information that you need to drive your business. So the broker um, would request, like he would or she would request, uh, like say there's, let's just use avocados because they're super hot. Um, uh, can't go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you have mini avocado promotion, like bagged, you know, just something I saw recently. Uh, um, and it's a new, a new product. Um, and you want to, you're representing, I don't know, California avocados <laughs> or something or, uh, avocados from Mexico, depending. Uh, yeah. and you want to make sure say Kroger is doing it, uh, the, the displays, um, would you send this to the produce manager like would you send requests for photos to the produce manager or you would be visiting like a select number of stores and taking the photos yourself as the broker uh, so if you were a supplier and you were using simplified trade um asking a, a retailer to fill out something for you is going to be uh extremely difficult but your broker your broker works for you. They're supposed to be out there collecting information um, for you. So um, your broker, you should be able to ask to collect and share real-time real -time data with you. In fact, it's going to be able to streamline communication. It's going to save them work. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to have to put together PowerPoint presentations or emails letting you know what's you know what what's going on because you're already going to be in a loop you're already going to see um what's going on at, at store level so what you could do is you're an avocado manufacturer and you want to make sure that your your new item is getting executed out at store is you could reach out to your five six brokers that you work with and you can do it simultaneously through simplified trade and say hey is my new product on shelf? Can you take a can you take a picture of it? Are there are there any issues? And you can start getting information back from all of your brokers instantaneously because they're going to go into the, they're going to go into the stores. They're going to see that a survey needs to be taken for avocados. They're going to respond to what you need 
have a live picture to validate that what they're saying is 100% accurate. And you'll be able to base your decisions like, oh, okay, you know what, I look good in three markets, but I don't in the other two. Maybe I need to see if I can talk to the buyer and allocate out some product or, you know, talk to my talk to my broker and see if there's a reason why things aren't getting executed the way that I would like. Um, and that's what this app application enables you to, and that enables you to be able to do. Um, okay. So someone, when it's the first step notified via the app, who who's notified via the app? So in the case of the, the supplier, they would be notifying if they had their own retail team, they would notify their own retail team and they would notify their brokers. I need to capture in, in this case, uh, the new avocado skew that's 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 in in store. But two, the team will they'll they'll see the survey. They will respond back to it. The information will automatically be graphed, so you'll be able, be able to see what's going on, what markets look like, what. So you can see if there are issues or or if everything is looking great and you're all set. Um, and then they just they submit that information. Yeah, I already jumped ahead here. They yeah, yeah. And then you can drill down to individual stores and see, you know, if there are issues. Okay. Let's share that, let's share that information with a retailer or let's share that that information with the broker so that we can close those issues. Um and be better and be better going forward. Um, the cool thing about this is that because you are collecting real-time information, you're also building trust. So if you work with a retailer and you're sharing data with them in real time, mm -hmm. they know you're not fudging the numbers. You know, I mean, when I talk to many a retailer, they, they like they've told me like behind the scenes that, hey, I love all the numbers you guys, you know, you guys bring in, but I know that you're self-serving. I'm going to look at my numbers. But if you're sharing with them in real time, they know that the information is the real deal. So you build this trust where if there is an issue or there is an opportunity, they are much more likely to execute on it than if you give them canned reports after the fact, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Um, and you compile the results to find trends. And as you said, view individual store responses and filter uh, the responses to find problem areas and, and then track those problem areas, their progress. And it's a fast issue and identification and closure kind of resolution process, right? Exactly, exactly. Again, kind of like going back to what I mentioned in the in the beginning, 
What this tool allows you to be able to do, it allows you to be able to affect change as the issues and the opportunities happen. Because so like, yeah, how long is a promotion normally? You say a week or less? Yeah, oftentimes they're only a week. And if you're looking at your your Nielsen, your IRI, your spins or whatever, you know, data you have, by the time you get that data, that promotion is over. Um, or, you know, even if you're launching a, a, a new item and a month goes by before you figure out that there is a significant issue out there, there's a, you know, your opportunity to keep that item on shelf has gone down significantly if for already a month long, you aren't getting great execution. These stores have already started moving on to other items and your buyers looking at the sales, the sales aren't performing up to, up to expectations. Whereas if you can get on the issue right from the get-go, your chance of success is significantly higher. In fact, what we've found out is that if a retailer uses visual accountability for a new item placement, the chance of a new item succeeding goes up by 3x, three times. It's insane. Mm. And I... So yeah, I guess I was like, this is a an app or a service that a produce supplier would would buy, right? Not the retailer. And I was wondering, is there going to be pushback from the retailer being like, eh, we can't help it, blah, blah, blah. We have, we can only hire so many people or find so many people, blah, blah, blah. We can't do any better. Um, but actually, if they participate in this, it'll help them too, because they'll be selling more and looking better and getting more customer shoppers and so it benefits everyone pretty much not just makes them look bad uh uh 100 100 now that is that is obviously i think the worry of some of the retailers but actually this application works great for a supplier because it allows them to be able to efficiently work with their national broker network and be able to see all that data in one place but it also works extremely well for the retailer because the retailer now can create that accountability with all their stores. Uh, supplier can't tell the produce manager to use simplified trade, but Albertsons can tell their produce managers to use it for themselves. And if Albertsons starts going from 50% execution rate to 90% execution rate. Their sales are going through the roof, kind of like going back to that, uh, that virtuous cycle that I was talking about, you know, and if their sales go through the roof, manufacturer, you know, investment increases and manufacturer investment increases, store traffic increases. It's all, you know, one big, great win-win for all parties, all parties involved. What's next? This, I'm just giving like a quick table here, kind of like comparing how retailers execute now versus 
how a retailer could execute with simplified trade. Um, okay. So typically, so, uh, so like for example, like one of the, the the big things that I get pushed back from retailers is intrusion. You know, it's like I, you know, my store is strapped. I don't. We don't have. We don't have time to do the work that we already got. I don't care that your, you know, your application is super fast and you know and, e and easy and easy for our our stores to use. So we're just going to stick with what we're currently doing. But what they're currently doing is actually more time consuming. They're they're doing store. They're doing physical store visits. They're having conference calls. They're requiring they're requiring emails all of which requires a significant investment from their store staff whereas if they use an application like simplified trade they could get that information and get it across the whole spectrum across all of their stores in minutes and if the stores don't have any issues then they aren't then they aren't bothered again and instead they can just focus on the op, you know, the, the opportunity stores. Oh, I see the difference of like unverified self-reporting. Like, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing a good job. We did this thing we're supposed to do. And versus uh, GPS, live photos and timestamp, which is yeah. <laughs> that is like, okay, we are at this location at this time and here's the photo. Um, that's, you can't argue with or mistrust that as much. No one has time to come up with ways to go around that. <laughs> it, 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 exactly. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine is a senior executive over there at, at Albertsons. Which he used to complain to me is she's like, I would have conference calls. I would send out, you know, I would, I would, I would send out emails. I would, you know, get on the get on the phone with people, and everyone would swear up up and down that this big initiative that we got is executed. And then we'd go out there. I'd be out there with the president of my division, going out there hitting the stores on this. You know, this big initiative that that we have, half stores wouldn't have it done, and it was just incredibly, incredibly infuriating. So, um, yes, that you having to physically say and show that you've done it is it's a it's a game changer it's a game changer and one of the things that makes simplify trade a little bit different than other similar applications out there is simplify trade only allows the collection of photographs that are taken during the survey process and the reason behind that is I don't want people going into their photo album, taking oh. photos from last month, last year, last week, saying that this is what's going on. And about every other application allows that. And I understand why you maybe want to give before and afters and all that type of stuff, but then you lose the trust. Like with simplified trade, every single photo in there, you know, with 100% certainty, without doing any kind of big research, looking into the, the guts of the photo or whatever, that this photo was taken when it was taken. 
where it was taken during the during the survey and that's and that's just a game changer what's this uh sell merchandising data part at the bottom of the your company's section ah uh, okay um so as a as a retailer uh one of the ways that they could use simplified trade is all this great merchandising data that you're that you're getting that data could be sold to a produce supplier and a produce supplier would be very interested in that in that type of data or being very interested in running a program with that data so let's just go back to the 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 uh, the avocado company the avocado company is like uh Say they're talking with Albertsons and Albertsons like, we can run this, we can launch this, this product for you if you want. Um, and, uh, you know, it'll, it'll only cost a couple thousand dollars or if you pay a little bit more money, we can ensure 90 plus percent execution and your sales will over double. Who's going to say no? Who's going to say no? Wait, the person, the supplier trying to get their product into the retailer can say this? Or the other way, or the retailer? So the retailer would be talking to the... Supplier. To the produce supplier, being like, hey, you know, when we launch yeah. this, if you want, we can just allocate this item out out, out to the store at, yeah. at, at minimal cost. Or... You can pay a few extra thousand dollars and you can know that your product is placed and placed correctly in a hundred percent of the stores. And in general, we receive over a hundred percent more sales than if we hadn't verified the execution. I mean, I'd, I'd be, I'd be signing up. I'd, I'd be signing up for that all day. In fact, I would make it a man, a mandatory thing with, with new item execution. Um, but like again, like going back to a, a promotion, you would have people lining up, not being browbeat into paying ad fees and all these different fees that oftentimes retailers charge produce suppliers for displays for placement all this type of stuff if a produce supplier knew that their return on investment was going to double triple go up significantly if they got verified execution at store level people would be would be raising their hands fighting for you know fighting to be fighting to be a part of those programs and it becomes a great incremental money driver for a retailer, as well as a win-win for the the manufacturer as well, because everyone's driving everyone's driving more sales. Uh, what do you see? I mean, have you been working with uh, suppliers with the pro? I mean, are there unique problems with the the fresh produce department? compared to the other departments that that you've noticed 100 100 i mean one of the 
I think produce in particular um, is more apt to changes in the in the department. Um, yeah. Center store things are pretty much set, and when things are pretty much set, it becomes easier to execute. But if you've got displays that are constantly going up and down, you've got produce tables, but you're constantly having products switch, go on racks on, 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 on the side, not having accountability at store level is like running your business blind. You have no idea if the products that you have in store, why they're performing, why they're not performing. And if you don't understand why, how can you improve improve your sales moving forward a great a great example of this uh i'm not sure if you're familiar with bob's big boy salad dressing yes um worked with them and lighthouse down in southern california oh yeah lighthouse yeah no lighthouse yeah on a uh, skew optimization program because what we found out Working with CMC, that's a broker down in the in the Southern California market, was that retailers do, during COVID were having these huge out of stock issues. Yeah, yeah. Section. <laughs> and then what was happening is the faster selling items were selling out, and then to make the shelves look better, the stores were expanding the expanding the facings on the slower selling SKUs. And then some of the stores were actually losing uh, facings. And in some cases, even items on the shelf, like, okay, you know, they pulled the tag when they expanded over the slower moving item. Now that fast moving item wasn't even in, in the, in the set anymore. Mm. And sales were, were struggling. Um, but with simplified trade, we were able to share real-time information with Stater Brothers, with Albertsons, with Safeway, and show them what was going on at, at Shelf. And they were able to trust it because, again, this information is real-time. It's not us, you know, cherry-picking cherry picking the data. And what we did is we did a skew rationalization where we got rid of the slower-moving items, expanded the facings of the faster moving SKUs and sales went up by 28% on a category that's, you know, pretty much a flat category. Their sales went up 28% after, after the SKU rationalization and the Southern California market outperforms the rest of the country by over 10 points. It was fantastic. And that's, and it just kind of like, shows you some of the opportunities that are available if you can see them if you yeah. can see them. well i know um i mean the extreme perishability makes the produce department one of the hardest to maintain um the quality of and then um the what we've learned through all the studies is that that's also the department that differentiates different stores from each other. Cause I know there's a lot of center store products that's, that you could still, some stores have and other stores don't, but, um, but what we've heard from a lot of shoppers is they choose stores also based on 
how their produce departments look. Um, and, uh-huh. and that's kind of the front and sets often the first thing you see when you walk in, it's what makes shoppers go in this physical store rather than shop online. Cause what fresh produce is one of the, uh, it lags behind all the other food products um, with online sales because people want to see it in the store. Don't trust it as much online, but um, even now after COVID or not after, but you know, um, at this point and uh, yeah. So it just kind of seems pretty, pretty critical that stores are executing what the corporate says. And then with all the consolidation, right. And stores getting larger and like companies getting fewer and fewer companies and larger and larger, that seems harder and harder to know what's going on in your own company, the store level. A hundred percent. I mean, fresh in general, perimeter in general. Yeah. That's what's driving people into the store. That's what's driving traffic, whether it be produce, deli. Um, yeah. And then once you get someone in the store, then of course you hope you can grab them and, and, in other in other areas and i I agree with you a hundred percent stores that have a great reputation for a produce section that is executed well have a huge advantage uh in front of other uh grocery companies so i i kind of want to wrap this up so i'd like to is there final slides that we need to discuss or uh, I do have a final question also whichever um I mean I, I think we uh I think we've pretty much covered everything here but this right here we've spoken to a lot of these a lot of these different topics and it just kind of like shows um what are some of the things that transparency brings to a retailer or brings to a supplier and why a supplier would be willing to pay for this transparency from a retailer. It's because they could grab better planogram execution, increased promotional sales, you know, much higher new item success. Um, all a lot of the you know the great side benefits of having this this uh, transparency. Um, I think the kind of like one of my, my, my big thoughts, and I don't know if it's going to wrap into your final question or not, but kind of like what I see about grocery stores and in particular, and like what they need to do is change. What they need to do to change is the ability to systematically improve their business. I feel like I look back o- over the past 20 years that I've worked in the in the CPG business and I don't feel like grocery stores have dramatically changed during that during that time. There have been, you know, little itty bitty things, but a partner of mine, uh SpaceX I think back like just five years ago. Five years ago, they were shooting a tin can up 
500 meters and now they're trying to get a spaceship out into space. And it's all about gathering real-time data, iterating, improving, iterating, improving. And there's no reason why the grocery industry can't do the same thing. Standing pat is not going to work. Doing what we did 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago is not going to work going forward. These grocery stores need to be able to assess what they're currently doing and work at constantly iterating and improving their performance. And they can do that with transparency. Yeah. Well, that was part of my final question was just where do you see uh, if there's any way to focus on the produce section of of retail or grocery stores, but uh, where do you see this all going in the next five years? Um, I mean, I know that just in the last couple of years, we've been talking about data, data, data more than ever. Um, and now we're just like, there's so much data, but what do you do with it? Like, how do you translate it? How do you make it actionable and not just, just, you know, reams of data? Um and when no one has time to like analyze all of this and um, I guess then there's services like you said um, and apps, but uh, everything seems to be about using data to do what you do better. Um, and this seems like, and then we're hearing more and more about transparency. I mean, consumers and shoppers want transparency and their growers. They want to know how it's grown and you know, all that. Um, who's growing it, where it came from. And when there's like food safety, um, foodborne illness, you know, you need to be able to trace it back uh, to where it was grown and they're getting better and better at that. Um, so, I mean, it seems to be hitting on a lot of trends that I'm hearing in the last few years. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm wondering what do you think might happen going forward? I think the I think the big thing that's gonna that's going to be coming over the next five to ten years, and it's quite honestly it's it's happening already, is that change is accelerating. And it's always surprising to me what's going to be the next big thing that pushes it. And we got all these big prognosticators out there is what's going to change the the industry um but they are so often wrong i think i don't think i know the key thing for any retailer manu uh, supplier broker out there the key attribute for them is going to be the ability to change the ability to pivot the ability to leverage the information that they have and drive improvements. The, the point you brought up, everyone's talking about data, 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 data. Data is all great, but if you can't get actionable results from it, then it's then it's no good. Then it's just a, you know, it's, it's just a just a bunch of numbers. Um, you need to be able to understand the why behind the numbers. Why were your sales up? Why were your why were your sales down? Is it because 
that beautiful display program that you, that you had, is it because the program was just a bad idea? Or was it because, you know, it didn't get, it didn't get executed well at, at store level. It was too, it was too difficult or your sales were up, you know, well, Oh, guess what? Uh, you know what? Our sales were up because we had COVID and our competition went out of business. So yeah, yeah. Sales, you know, sales look great or they were out of stock on, on shelf. So, you know, our, our sales looked fantastic. We have to understand the why behind the numbers. And that's why we need the visuals, not just, you know, just the, the, the hard numbers out there. So retailers that are able to not just get locked into what they think is right, but are able to change and pivot with the coming trends and then get their stores or their supplying company to be able to pivot and to react to the changes. Those are the companies that are going to survive. Um, and there's going to be a lot of, there's, and there's going to be a lot of companies that get, they get lot left out. And a lot of companies that, you know, that, that spring up as, as these, as these, as these changes, as these changes happen. And I just, worry about the legacy companies that think that they have all the answers being left behind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, for talking about this issue. I think it can help a lot of people to address it and a lot of companies. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. Great talking with you, Amy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the tip of the iceberg podcast. I can almost imagine how frustrating it would be to have great new fresh fruit or vegetable items and a great promotion plan, but then find out a month later that dozens of your stores or your client client stores or more aren't putting it out on the sales floor or placing the right signage on it or pricing on it or other major mistakes. So much money lost. And the perishability and the prominence of produce at retail makes this even more critical. This app and possibly others sound like really helpful and lucrative solutions to the issue. I'm interested to hear your take also. Anyway, check out our other Tip of the Iceberg podcast episodes. In our last episode, we heard from Melinda Goodman, one of the Packers 2023 Women in Produce, and Full Tilt Marketing's Chief Storyteller and Advocate. Ah, see what she did there? Advocate. And then Robert Collings, Market Director of Zag Technical Services. As they discuss the new partnered podcast series we're doing with them on ag tech, handling issues like cybersecurity, commu- communication, huh, supply chain malfunctions, and more. If you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button and rate us. It really does help us out. And have you heard of our free professional development courses at produceedu.com? Our newest course focuses on growing CEA or controlled environment agriculture, that sector, giving insight on how tomatoes are grown in an indoor high-tech environment. There's also a produce buying fundamentals course and a merchandising 101 course, as well as several others. Hey, showing your course completion certificate couldn't hurt when you ask for a new raise or a new role or try to get a new job. Remember, it's at produceedu.com. 
And in this episode's show notes, you can find many ways to follow us for more produce information, news, tips, and insights. Thanks so much. Talk to you next time.